Hello, it's Tax Credit Tuesday, and I'm Michael Novogratik. Each week, the report on tax credits brings you the latest news in the fields of affordable housing, community development, and renewable energy. I invite you to visit us online at www.novaco.com to learn more about Novogratik and Company. Our website has information about our professional team, as well as the range of accounting, valuation, and consulting services that we offer. You can also link to one of our many tax credit resource portals. If you'd like to speak with someone about how Novograd and Company can assist you, please give us a call at 415-356-8000. Today is Tuesday, July 7, 2009. This week, we will discuss House Financial Services Committee Chairman Barney Frank's proposal to use TARP dividends to fund the Affordable Housing Trust Fund. We will also share a letter submitted by the Affordable Housing Tax Credit Coalition to Chairman Frank and Banking Committee Chairman Chris Dodd regarding a rumored secondary market LHTC transaction by Freddie Mac. And finally, we will consider the recent announcements that Muni May will sell its LIHTC unit. But first, we have an update on the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development's Tax Credit Assistance Program, or TCAP. On June 30th, HUD Secretary Sean Donovan announced that HUD-approved plans submitted by 26 state housing finance agencies for $1,035,322,485 of TCAP funds. The state housing finance agencies that received approval will use the funds to resume funding of affordable rental housing projects. In a statement released last week, Secretary Donovan said, quote, The funding being announced today is an important step in achieving the goal of putting the American people back to work while providing quality, affordable housing options for low-income families at a time when those options are needed more than ever. Close quote. As a quick review, TCAP was created by the Recovery Act in response to the recent and severe contraction in the low-income housing tax credit equity investment market. The Recovery Act provides $2.25 billion for TCAP which will be distributed as grants to the 50 states, as well as the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico. HUD estimates that the $2.25 billion in TCAP funds will ultimately provide affordable housing to an estimated 35,000 households nationwide. Oregon was one of the 26 states that received approval last week. In a statement following the announcement, Oregon Housing and Community Services Deputy Director Rick Krager said that the TCAP stimulus funds that his agency would distribute will provide the last piece of the financial puzzle for many projects that are cobbling together funding from a variety of public and private sources. Krager welcomed the HUD approval and said, quote, The sooner these projects can be built, the sooner communities will benefit from the resulting construction activity, and the sooner families in need will have stable, affordable housing, end quote. HUD said last week that the remaining 26 grants will be approved in the coming weeks. Novograd and Company is tracking the TCAP program daily and will continue to provide updates online and in future podcasts, as well as in the Journal of Tax Credit Housing. In the meantime, you can learn more about TCAP and the Recovery Act Section 1602 Exchange Program online at www.taxcredithousing.com. Simply click on Hot Topics in the News menu and then click on the button that says American Recovery and Reinvestment Act of 2009. Our Recovery Act webpage features links to relevant legislation and guidance from HUD and the Treasury Department. We have also posted links to dozens of documents from state housing agencies as well as comment letters, testimony, and proposals related to TCAP and the Credit Exchange Program. Now let's shift gears a little and consider Chairman Frank's suggestion to use TARP dividends to fund affordable housing. On June 26th, Chairman Frank introduced legislation that would use dividends paid by the recipients of the Troubled Assets Relief Program, or TARP funding, to provide rental housing opportunities for low-income and homeless families. Under his proposal, $1 billion in TARP dividends would be transferred from the Treasury Department into the National Affordable Housing Trust Fund. 
Under the $700 billion TARP program, banks gave the government preferred shares that can yield an annual dividend of 5% for the first five years, followed by 9% per year until the capital is repaid. Dow Jones reported last week that banks participating in TARP have so far paid the U.S. Treasury more than $4.9 billion in dividends. The Affordable Housing Trust Fund was established last year by the Housing and Income Recovery Act. That law proposed to finance the trust fund through a surcharge on Fannie Mae's and Freddie Mac's new business. However, since the act's enactment, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's conservator, the Federal Housing Finance Agency, has directed Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to suspend their contributions indefinitely because the Federal Housing Finance Agency, or FHFA, determined that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were undercapitalized. President Barack Obama's proposed fiscal year 2010 budget calls for the trust fund to receive $1 billion. The initial proposal released in March did not identify the dedicated revenue source. Chairman Frank's proposal was introduced as H.R. 3068, the TARP for Main Street Act of 2009. The bill would also direct $1.5 billion to the Neighborhood Stabilization Program, a housing program also enacted last summer. In addition, Frank's proposal would direct $2 billion to a HUD fund designed to aid homeowners struggling to make mortgage payments, and another $2 billion for HUD to develop a new program that would aid multifamily homes in the midst of default or foreclosure. Initial reports indicate that the proposal is likely to draw opposition from many Republicans who have warned against TARP being used as a, quote, slush fund. The Financial Services Committee is scheduled to hold a hearing this Thursday, July 9th, on Chairman Frank's proposal. We'll update you next week on any pertinent developments from that hearing. In the meantime, a copy of H.R. 3068 can be downloaded from www.tashredhousing.com. Just click on the Legislation button and scroll down to the section for the Troubled Assets Relief Program. Moving on to our second topic for today, I'd like to discuss a letter that was submitted to Congress last week regarding the LHTC portfolios of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. On June 29th, the Affordable Housing Tax Credit Coalition sent a letter to Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs Committee Chairman Christopher Dodd and Financial Services Committee Chairman Barney Frank, one in the Senate, one in the House, about the potential sale of a portion of the government-sponsored entity, or GSE-held, housing tax credit portfolio. The letter expressed the coalition's concern that a sale or potential sale of the housing tax credits held by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac is having a chilling effect on the market for new housing tax credits. With the LHTC equity market slowing, AHTCC said in the letter that it believes this chilling effect will further slow the production and preservation of affordable rental housing. The letter was prompted by what is understood to be an impending sale by Freddie Mac of a substantial part of its portfolio of such properties. In its letter, the coalition noted the recent dramatic reduction of available capital. The group reports that last year saw a decrease of approximately 40 to 50 percent from 2007 levels. Further, the group says that predictions for this year suggest that even less equity capital will be raised, perhaps in the range of $3.5 to $4 billion. As many listeners are aware, the main reason for this decrease is the crisis in the financial markets leading to the withdrawal of the GSEs from the market. Most estimates concur that traditionally the GSEs had accounted for as much as 40% of the equity capital raised, and although the capital markets remain distressed, the need for affordable rental housing remains very strong. In its letter, the coalition warns that with the primary investor market for new investments so weak, there is substantial potential that any secondary market sales could reduce capital that would be available for new construction and preservation transactions. The coalition suggests that the Treasury Department should permit 
the GSEs to use the LHTCs they possess to make dividend payments owed to the federal government. The group says this approach would mitigate the GSEs' need to sell their portfolios. And the federal government should be indifferent to this from a revenue perspective. On the other hand, if the GSEs sell their housing tax credit portfolios to generate cash to pay dividends, then those tax credits will be claimed by another taxpayer and reduce federal revenues. As an alternative, the coalition suggests that the federal government could accept the GSEs' LIHTCs as payments against their dividend obligation and be in a similar financial position, but without the impact on the primary housing tax credit market that would result from a sale of their portfolios. But if the GSEs are allowed to sell their portfolios, then the coalition says it is imperative that any sales include certain requirements. First, the group says that any such sales should not be made to companies that currently invest or have, within the past 10 years, invested in housing tax credits. The letter suggests that the FHFA should determine, as a condition to their approval of the transactions, that any sales will not have an adverse effect on the ability of the LHTC industry to find new investors for new production and preservation transactions. Second, the letter says the GSE should take either or both of the following actions. A be required within a short period of time after any sale to reinvest some portion of the proceeds of any such sales back into the primary market for housing tax credits, or B, take other actions that would provide immediate benefits to the primary market for housing tax credits. The coalition says it believes strongly that the GSE should have a continuing role in the production and preservation of affordable rental housing and that they have a duty to act in a manner that does not interfere with that role. As such, the group says that unless the requirements set forth in its letter are satisfied, its member would respectfully request that Congress ask the FHFA to suspend the sale of existing housing tax credit portfolios by the GSEs. A copy of the letter to Congress has been posted online at www.taxcredithousing.com. A copy is also available on the Forbesing Tax Credit Coalition's website at www.taxcreditcoalition.org. Before we conclude this week's podcast, I'd like to briefly address the announcement made last week that Muni May would sell its LIHTC unit. On June 29th, Municipal Mortgage and Equity LLC, or Muni May, announced an agreement to sell substantially all, that's right, substantially all, of the low-income housing tax credit business operated by its subsidiaries, MMA Equity Corporation and MMA Financial TC Corp. Muni May said it has agreed to sell the LHTC assets of MMA Equity Corp and MMA Financial TC Corp, other than its interest in certain guaranteed funds, to an affiliate of Gen Partners, LLC, a New York-based private equity real estate firm, for an aggregate consideration of approximately $30.7 million, consisting of $18.7 million to be paid in cash and approximately $12 million in liabilities to be assumed by the purchaser. The sale is structured to occur in two separate closings. The first closing will cover at least 30 tax credit equity funds and the operating assets of the business, inclusive of employees with a cash payment of at least $14 million plus the assumption of liabilities. The second closing will cover the remaining assets being transferred plus the balance of cash consideration. The sale is subject to certain purchase price adjustments as set forth in the purchase agreement. Muni May will retain control of certain tax credit equity funds with respect to which the company has guarantee obligations and will engage the purchaser to manage those funds. Muni May's LHTC business aggregates, syndicates, and manages portfolios of LHTC and assisted multifamily properties and manages the properties and assets related to the operation of the properties, as well as the investment vehicles through which the properties are owned and operated. In a statement released last week, Muni May CEO Michael L. Falcone said, This sale is consistent with our previously announced initiatives 
and supports our strategy to become a smaller, more focused enterprise. We have no present intent to sell any other business lines, but we may continue to sell certain assets. Close quote. Muni May and its subsidiaries arrange debt and equity financing for developers and owners of real estate projects. Assets under management as of May 31, 2009 exceeded $10.8 billion, including investments in more than 1,800 multifamily apartment properties containing 206,000 units in 49 states, the District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's report. Please join us again next week when we hope to be able to report on updated credit exchange program guidance expected to release shortly by HUD and the IRS. We also expect guidance on the grant exchange program for renewable energy investment tax credits. Finally, we will share with you information on the recent activities of the Novogradic LIHTC Working Group. This group is led by my partner, Mike Morrison. For membership information, I invite you to contact Novogradic and Company at cpas at novocode.com. This is Michael Novogradic, and I'll be back next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. (music) 